plate, I'ma swing for the fence Throw me the lob, I'ma dunk it like Vince They think I'm from sack with the way that I'm ballin' I feel like a king, but I'm fresher than Prince Baltimore raised and fly like a raven Made it through mazes, that shit amazing Vision so clear, they thought I got lacing Cradle to grave, we poundin' that pavement Made up my mind, told them pass me the rock with the game on the line I'm taking a shot, shit all of my life had to play from behind And now they just watch, like is he gon' stop? I tell them I can't They think it's a game, they take me for joke, I just laugh to the bank Hey everybody, welcome to a special Eliminations Chamber post show. Typically we do a Monday Night Raw and a Friday Night Smackdown, but we all have lives, so we're just going to fold it all into the Elimination Chamber, which is what everyone's interested in in the first place. So, this is not a solo operation. Today I have two gentlemen on, very talented in their prospective careers and just lives as a whole. You guys know them very well, so let's introduce our fellow co-host. First and foremost, the gentleman who is over six foot tall, very talented man, former pro wrestler, head booker, and head of creative Mister of HBCW, Mr. Randall. Hey, what's up? Hey, Brother Randall. Folks, and you know this gentleman, he is a Canadian. He is multi-talented, one of the most um, sonically gifted human beings on the face of the planet. A gentleman who you know from the AEW side of things, but he's coming on because um, he's multi-talented as well. Everybody, welcome back in, Mr. Eloquent. Hey, man, super hey. friends, linking up. <laughs> Right up. Man, I'm happy to be here. Oh, and just for the record, I'm over six feet too. Oh, so. damn. I'm the only person under six feet. But I got a beard and you guys don't. So in your face. So <laughs> I got okay, I got the okay, yeah, you, okay, you have a goatee, sir. No, I have a full beard. Oh, you're doing you beard. beard. Yeah, I got a full beard too, but you know, my, 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 my face changes regularly, but you have a beard beard. Oh, okay, you change your your, your um, hair like a Tyler Perry movie. Understood. <laughs> nah, that's cool. I didn't know that, bro. So, okay. So, all right. Let's correct. Let's let's start this again. Two gentlemen and a person under six foot tall. Um, myself. Everybody, welcome in the Twin Towers, eloquent and Ren. <laughs> Appreciate it. Well, for people who don't know, we've never met each other ever in person. Um, we will eventually one day um, before the, um, the, the air balloons, the, uh, you know, the Chinese air balloons take over the world. But, um, <laughs> you know, we've never met each other. So we really, I really, I'm just gauging off what I see online. So these gentlemen are definitely six foot tall, multi-talented. Um, I tried to, uh, you know, uh, I tried to overcompensate with my beard due to me being five foot nine and like some change. Um, so that works there. But look, before we got into recording, y'all, we were talking about the XFL. Let's take a minute to commend The Rock, the first Afro-Samoan to ever own a football league. Yo, XFL has been exciting. At first, I'm going to tell you guys my opinion, and then I'm going to hand it over to you, gentlemen, because we talked about how you guys appreciate it as well. 
I have always, you know, it's hard as a person who grew up watching a certain brand of football. You know, the NFL does have a kind of monopoly on the American eyeballs. As we know, the the uh, Super Bowl had over 113 million eyes on it. Um, and, um, you know, quickly, I think it's arguable that uh, the NFL is the most watched North American pro sport. It used to be baseball back in the day. And, you know, ba- basketball had its, its day in the, in, the, uh, in the light as well. But football, without a question, unquestionably, on Sundays, Mondays, Thursdays, and Saturdays are taking over the American consciousness for several months. And so when football is gone, there is a mourning that most American male men are going, and women too, are going through. They're like, man, I really want to watch some football. You, it's like football is one of those things where when you have it, you don't appreciate it. But then when it's gone, you're like, damn, I really wanted to watch some football. So now we got the XFL. I was like, all right. This is my thing. I like the, there's something about the I don't know if you guys tell me what your opinion is, but there's something about the NFL logos and their jerseys that just feel off like like pro sports. But when you watch stuff like a USFL or a XFL, traditionally, their jerseys are a little bit more wilder or more even even more tame in a way it feels like, oh man, it's not it doesn't feel as professional as the NFL. But this year, watching the XFL's presentation on ABC and also ESPN, also the new revamped jerseys from Under Armour and The Rock also having his logo and insignia on them. I am presentation-wise, I want to get your perspective on this, guys. Presentation-wise, I'm thoroughly impressed and I like some of the rules they have and just some of the action. Have you guys had a chance to really see the new jerseys and stuff like that? Uh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, like, I, um, so I haven't had a chance to, like, to, to watch any of the, I guess, the, the, the post-rock um, um, XFL, but I think that, you know, I, I think the, the appeal of it is, you know, I mean, we can sort of draw parallels to that, and, like, even pro wrestling, I mean, you know, you, you get your fill of, of one thing, and, you know, if you're still if you're still anxious for, for more, um, you know, you have, uh, an, an alternative and they're smart. You know, they, they know that, and even Vince knew there's zero chance that they can compete with the, with the NFL. So they don't, um, you know, in in some ways it's, I almost sort of liken it to, you know, why, you know, people used to go so crazy for, you know, NXT, for instance, when there's a main roster, and it's like, it's not quite the same thing. It's obviously not nearly on the same scale, but you know, it's, it's smaller, but it's, but, but it's fun. You know, guys are trying to get into the league or they're trying to, you know, take that next step in their development. And you know, there's a, there's a certain hunger there that, that I, I think audiences find endearing. I love that. I'd love that take eloquent. What are your thoughts, Randall? Well, you know, as I was saying before we started recording, I haven't had a chance to see the games, and I do need to see the St. Louis Battlehawks against the uh, San Antonio team. I need to see that game because I have to talk about it on Wednesday. And, you know, again, I don't know if y'all know, but here in St. Louis, the XFL, the, the last go-around was pretty big. So I heard they had crazy crowds, like 20, 20 over almost 27, uh, 20, almost 28,000 fans. Well, they were about to open the third tier of the dome right before everything got shut down in the world in 2020. So, you know, everybody was kind of bummed out because, you know, with us, you know, the Rams had just left a couple years prior, so there was the void. 
and we wanted, you know, the, the, the people here, they wanted to have a team and, you know, stick it to the NFL because they were going to come out and support this, this team that's, you know, coming from the ground up. And, uh, you know, once the rock was announced and we were waiting on the, the city, you know, the, the, once they announced the cities, then they had the whole thing where it's okay. We're going to name the teams. Everybody was saying it better be the battle hawk because mm-hmm. that's what it was, you know, in 2020. And then when that name came out, like, you know, everybody was happy. You know, I've had a chance to actually interview the uh, head coach, Anthony Beck. Oh, wow. Of the uh, St. Hawks. Yeah. Oh, that's dope. That's really dope. So, you know, I, we're, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to support the team. You know, they, they were away this week, so that's why I kind of was away from my television set. I was out doing some uh, activities of my own out on the slopes. Yes, here sir. in St. Louis. Yes, sir. But, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, that alternative for football, I mean, it goes back a long way. It's not like it's not like everybody's just always wanted to only focus on the NFL. I mean, just off the top of your head, you know, college football is huge in a lot of places. Yeah, I love college football. Some, parts, yeah. some pockets of the country, college football is bigger than the NFL because they don't have NFL teams. Very true. But, I mean, even if you go back to the 80s, you know, the USFL, was pretty big until some weirdo decided to do some things. <laughs> uh, you know, they, they had the spring, they had that springtime, which was their time. And some weirdo out there decided, no, we're going to try to compete with the NFL. And we're going to switch sides. And I don't think it lasted too much longer out there. But to, to going back to when it was at its peak, you had, self, you had many names out there that were, you know, more known, just as known as, as some of the NFL players. Um, uh, Jim Kelly is, is one that rings the bell right mm-hmm. now. But I'm mistaken, Jim was out there for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there was there's a lot of people, including some, some wrestlers from the 80s who were in the USFL. But you go to the Arena Football League. With Yo, Kurt I love Arena. Hey, I'm going to keep it real with you, bro. Um, like, in the early to the, the late 2000s, like I'm talking like maybe, you know, it's 2023. I'm talking like 2007, eight, you know, like 2007, eight, six, five, four, um, right around then. Arena football, bro, was amazing. I was a huge, I, I don't know if you eloquent was a huge fan of it, but watching arena football, bro, was actually really dope. I was a huge fan of arena football. It was must watch TV um, when it was on um, in the early, like, you know, the, the iteration that I'm talking about, the 2006, five, seven, eight, uh, four, three um, iteration of well, arena you football. Know what made that blow up, right? What'd you say? I said, you know what made the, the, the arena football league blow up in popularity, right? Because a lot of players went to the NFL from the arena football, right? Well, Kurt Warner specifically. Yeah, the Iowa Barnstormers. Yeah, a lot of people weren't really paying attention. You know, it was on. A lot of people weren't really paying attention to it. But when Kurt Warner came into the NFL after bagging groceries at, at the local grocery store, he came into the NFL after playing in the Arena Football League and then won the Super Bowl with the Rams. And that that became the narrative of his story. He was he was from the Arena Football League. And, well, that made people he wanted like, hey, do we, have, do we have Arena yep, Football He's MVP. Yeah, he's also MVP. And he's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yep. well, he's in the Hall of Fame because he went to the Super Bowl with the Rams. He went to the Super Bowl twice with the Rams and also with the Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals. Yep. So, yeah. And he, and he had some crazy gaudy numbers on The Greatest Show on Turf. I used to use them on Madden 2000, 2001. Kurt Warner was my guy. 
uh, cheat code on PS2, baby. So yeah, so hey, hey, hey. We, don't, we don't have to give the Rams a lot of credit. Okay, I'm still forty <laughs> Bro, I, I, bro, I love, bro. The, like with Marshall, bro. If you, if, if you are our, within our age group, which is all of us in our thirties here, some of us early, some of us mid, some of us late. But um, yo, on PS2 playing Madden 2000, 2001 with the Rams was was you had to do it. It was like, you know how you hate how people, like, if you play now, people that play now, they always use Kansas City or Buffalo Bills. There's certain, like, five teams that everybody uses, and it gets boring. It's like, yo, this is so annoying. But back in the early days, nah, it wasn't as spammy, I guess, but it was like, it had to be the Rams. I'm a Ravens fan, obviously, so I used the Ravens, but it was the Rams. To me, it was the Rams, Ravens, Titans um, on Madden back in the day, in the early 2000s. I don't know what, what teams you guys used, but that was the three that kind of I kind of stuck with. And the Raiders. I've, I've always I've always been a Seahawks guy, mm-hmm. so automatic Rams or the or the Cards. Oh. Um, but it's a, but I always I always had love for for Kurt though, and it it always like it hurts me when there's like players on teams that like I don't or can't support, but like I genuinely like like love some of those guys. I don't know that, that was always me with with those Kurt Warner. Like I just. Like he's a, such a likable guy, and the story is great, but uh, we have to face him twice a year. So, you know. <laughs> I feel you. That's how I feel about Jerome Bettis as a Ravens fan. He always had that fresh cut. He has that Beijing in his hair and uh, in his beard. Uh, <laughs> but um, he's he's such a great. He just he just got that swag. I think he's from Detroit originally. He grew up in Detroit or Michigan. Which is I that? think so because when they the Steelers won the Super Bowl, I think it was in Detroit. Yeah, yeah, he's from Michigan or either from Detroit or Michigan as a whole, and just the brother's smooth and cool, a big bus. I used to love, uh, love when we used to put some licks on him, but just a good guy. So you know, so yeah, so definitely, folks, when you get a chance, go support the XFL, support an alternative. Let these gentlemen, you know, these athletes need more than just the NFL to work. And the cool thing about the XFL is they have a relationship with the NFL, so that the gentlemen that play really well have an opportunity when the the league's year starts for the NFL so they can get onto a team. They have it set up that way, almost as a filtration system. So it's giving a lot of athletes yeah. an opportunity, you know? And the beautiful thing with it, because it's like, um, I think Randall had mentioned before that the college football is in many parts of, of America, like even bigger than the NFL, especially yeah. some of them, some of them um, areas in the South, especially. Oh, especially where but, I live. Yeah. Right. But the two, but the two leagues, NFL and NCAA, like they both kind of run at the same time. Um, so yeah, so there's just this void from, you know, mid to late February all the way through to, you know, late August, September where, you know, you're not getting your football fix. And so, you know, the XFL kind of just comes in at, at the perfect time and, you know, the quality of the games, at least from the ones that I, that I saw, um, you know, are, are are high enough that hey, you don't really have to not have football at any general time of the year. I mean, it, it's kind of it's kind of crappy for me because like, um, I, I I don't know if any if anyone's really broadcasting any XFL up up here. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have like XFL, which uh, like I like it, but kind of hate it at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like no Sky Sport. What's that? It's not on Sky Sport? Uh, I don't know if you have Sky Sports up here. Um, I, like, I mean, I, I'm in Canada. Yeah, I, I, I thought oh, Sky like, was the big sports network up there. 
Well, all I know about the XFL at this point is that they have a. Um, it's on ESPN and ABC at this point, and ESPN two as well. So if you have ESPN in any way, shape, or form, it'll be on there. If you have ABC in any way, shape, or form, you have access to it as well. So um, yeah. So but so yeah, that's our that's go ahead. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. So I was gonna say that like, yeah, we have access to ABC, but you know, with Canada, it's like you know, like they'll show things like the news and they'll show like the grand news or whatever, but. You know, when they come in, you know, when they're airing local like programming or they're say niche things yeah. in the States, they're like, I don't know. Ah. Y- y- y'all gonna get this, y'all gonna get this news report. <laughs> so I, I am, I am happy to tell you that you can get the XFL games on TSN. In the- ah, okay. Perfect. See, Randall's very, he, he's, he's a brother that looks. TSN Plus. Yeah. TSN Plus. I don't know if they had a deal last four hours, but maybe they do now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So also, folks, we're going to give our shout out to uh, Mercedes Monet becoming the IWGP Women's Champion. The sister is betting on herself. She she looks a million bucks. She's bringing buzz in her own light and she's getting an opportunity to, to till her trade in something that she said was a lifetime goal as well. So I want to give her, especially on Black History Month. I'm excited to see where she, what she does with this moniker as she's building up New Japan. She really has a purpose there. And maybe down the line, she might even do a crossover with some companies. Who knows? Um, but uh, I just wanted to give her her flowers. Any things quickly, gentlemen, on that uh, moment as well? The, the, match, the match itself was, was fantastic. And I was, I was really, really hoping that she would just have like, a killer performance. I mean, and. I know she hasn't been in the ring in, you said, like, what, nine, ten months or something like that. And, you know, with hype and anticipation and, you know, you got a certain segment of the, of the fandom who is like, oh, well, she, she's irrelevant now. She Which is crazy. E. She should have done X, Y, and Z. And she had one of those performances where you're like, oh, okay, this is why people made, this is why it was, you know, she maybe outside of CM Punk was like the most talked about person in, in wrestling this year. Um, like, yeah, as a wrestler. So I, I'm, I'm stoked for her. Um, I'm looking forward to, you know, all the bangers she's going to have in stardom and new Japan and possibly forbidden door. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and just hearing her talk so passionately, passionately about how much, moments and just being out there means to her just like, how can you not root for her shout yeah. out to her great point eloquent Mr. Randall any, any thoughts sir um I hope that I hope that the path she goes on is, is something that you know if it's what she wants it's what she wants um I don't I, I, I'm, I'm be honest okay look um it, it's hard for me to buy in when a company starts a woman's division because the problem is is that usually sometimes they kind of have the idea that they want to do it, but then they don't really follow follow up on it. So it always starts well, and then it kind of tapers off a little bit. Mm-hmm. But look, if she can be the catalyst to make this something, great. But I, I'm not going to be invested in something like that until, you know, at least a couple years of them doing good stuff and you know maybe it'll catch on my radar yeah no question about it yeah so let's get into uh the elimination chamber that's what everyone came to listen to today and we'll talk about that now 
Um, again, we're now it wasn't that many matches, so I guess we can go down the line. But I, I'm going to do it the way that I like to do it. So we're going to talk about first. What stood out to you? What grabbed you? What got you focused? What really captivated you? And I'm going to start with myself. And then whoever wants to go next, they can. Um, the thing that really stuck, stuck, stood out to me personally was watching um, just the, t- man, the men's elimination chamber match was absolutely fantastic. Only thing I didn't care for was like necessarily Logan Paul coming out, but there was a method to the madness, which is all good. So I don't, I wouldn't ding them on that. But seeing, um, you know, Montez Ford, the brother looks in the best shape of his life. The brother had the had the gear on. He came down with that beautiful jacket. Probably Bianca put it together for him. I'm assuming, or created it for him. The dude just oozes charisma. The, the spot off the top when he climbed up the elimination chamber and then did that crazy spot. Um, the, the other thing, I mean, just an absolutely star-making opportunity. I will say um, it was missed out here for him to get that. I thought the crowd was behind Montez. I think they feel the momentum there, but maybe there's a bigger story to be told at WrestleMania. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm like 75-25 that they'll actually even have a situation where he even be in the U.S. title picture at WrestleMania. But if all things uh, being what they are, an amazing performance and no doubt, hopefully that reinvigorates Triple H's uh, trust in Montez and maybe he gets an opportunity to really uh, pursue that singles run and ultimately get some gold in the next couple of months as well. So gentlemen, that's my burst basic take off of that. There's many other things we'll talk about, but starting from that perspective, gentlemen, whoever wants to go next, what are your thoughts about the men's elimination chamber match? Um, well, I, I guess I'll, I'll start off. Um, yeah, that was, um, that was definitely the, the match of the night for me. Um, you know, and we'll, obviously we're going to get into to Sammy and, and Roman and, and, you know, that's obviously the best story going on in, in just wrestling regardless of company right now. But for my money, that, that match, that match is great. Um, and you, you touched on, um, just a star making performance for Montez. I mean, he just got spot off the cage. I mean, I'd never really seen anything like it from like, like it before. Um, I don't know if the plan for him, I mean, I I don't, I don't know what the plan going into mania is for him, but that was the type of performance where, you know, triple H might've had to, you know, rip up the script and, and shift and like, Oh, yo, this guy just showed out. He's got some buzz. Um, you know, we, we need to do something greater with him for mania. At least I, I hope that he's having that conversation, but, but beyond that, I, I was happy to see that. Um, like I felt, I felt like John Gargano was really, really cold mm-hmm. since coming in the main roster, and he also had a star-making performance. I mean, not as much as Tez, but but he did some great things in the match to sort of, you know, remind you why he was that dude in, in NXT and why you know he's someone you should be paying attention to. Um, Bronson Reed looked great too. Um, so I thought it was like a really good night for kind of these, um, I don't want to say call-ups since, you know, but, you know, but these, these kind of like cold NXT acts that, that finally got some juice. Um, I mean, Seth, Seth was great as, as always. And they really sold me a ticket on that 
in that Montez concussion spot. Oh like, my goodness! Yeah, they had me going. Tweeted out. I, I thought, man, I hope he's okay. And you know, once Logan showed up, and the man, they they worked me. They they really did. <laughs> I mean, I'm not I'm not one of those guys who's all like, you know, whose pride gets hurt. You know, if I get worked, I'm like I'm I'm, I'm happy when I get worked. That means that they, the, the the acting and the way they laid it all out, they they, they nailed it. So yeah, nothing, nothing but high praises for that match for me. Love it, love it, love it. What are your thoughts, Randall? Yeah, I mean, chamber matches are always generally pretty good. I mean, with Montez Ford, it goes back to what I said to you about the Royal Rumble, where I was like, you know, you don't want to feature a guy at the Royal Rumble, if and 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 have him doing all this stuff, and then you don't really have huge plan for him to follow up with it so it would seem to me that in the elimination chamber that's kind of like the snapshot and preview and justification for when after Wrestlemania he starts to get a bigger push like I would expect like maybe again if if they do what I expect him to do and make the Monday after Mania a big thing I wouldn't expect for him to be heavily featured on WrestleMania. Maybe he could win the Andre the Giant Battle Royale or something like that. But I would expect on the Monday after after Mania for Austin Theory to still be the U.S. champ, do an open challenge, Montez Ford comes out, and then wins the belt in a thing where all the eyeballs are on them on that first Raw after Mania. Okay, so that's you're going to call it Montez wins a, a Raw after Mania? That would, that, would, that would be my thing. Either, either he wins or he has another big match that leads to a pay-per-view match afterwards where he wins it there. Love it, love it, love it. So I, 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 would, I would guess that he wins it on, on the Raw after Mania because, again, you, they are a company that when when they are in the mood to do it, they strike while the iron is hot, generally. So. Yeah. And, and you know, with Triple H, he's done that. He's, I think he's showed some wisdom. You know, he's actually shown a lot of patience with some people because I wasn't really high on Bronson Reed personally. But the gentleman really, for what he was dared to do to be the heavy there, the gentleman really performed very well. And, and that was, it's good to see um, the spots that they use with the multiple kicks, his, his presence, his, his authoritative, uh, you know, slamming people. So it, it was good. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to hand this over to Randall. Uh, what is something else that stood out to you, sir, in the Elimination Chamber? The Elimination Chamber match or the pay-per-view? The pay-per-view. Are we holding off on the main event? We're going to pick whatever you want, bro. It's, it's open season. Just whatever stuck, stuck, stood out to you. Um, well, I'm going I'm, I'm to hold off on the, on the main event, but I'm going to say the, the Brock Lesnar-Bobby Laxton match, mm-hmm. Was, uh, um, it, it, it almost seemed to me, again, since we didn't recap the match now, because you had uh, Bray Wyatt come out and say that the winner of the match should run. So it almost seemed like Brock Lesnar was like, yeah, I'm not dealing with this. I'm going to give you this low blow, mm-hmm. and I'll lose the match. But, but uh, I didn't even think of that. But, but you know, here's, here's the thing, like, Again, and I've said this several times, I don't know who the babyface and who the, 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 the heel is supposed to be because they keep changing this up so so many times. It's like when you think, just when you think that Bobby Lashley is the heel based on the way he was presented on Monday, mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar just goes and low blows him and, and beats him up in the referee. And that's not particularly a babyface thing because 
Bobby Lashley didn't seek to get him into the hurt lot. So, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I'm confused, but I'm confused and intrigued at the same time because Brock keeps tearing up stuff. They're obviously doing something. I don't know what it is yet. I'm sure the payoff will be coming at WrestleMania. Or maybe they're just, maybe that's just their way of saying, look, we just don't want to give y'all a winner between these two. But So we're just going to move on. Like, you know, maybe Brock faces uh, uh, Gunther, like people are predicting. And, and maybe lastly goes on to face uh, Bray Wyatt. And Bray Wyatt said whoever wins. And, I mean, I guess he won. So, I don't know. Now, Brock, uh, Brock was like, man, now I got to face him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be honest. Uh, yeah. Um, kind of conflicted. Well it lasted, but, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy that they're wrestling each other, but I, I feel like this could be presented in, in, I don't know, I just feel like it could be done in a way for me to care more. Um, they've definitely been going, going back and forth, and there's definitely a rivalry here. And these are both legacy guys, extremely talented, no doubt superstars in their own right. Um, but I think you had mentioned something where they could have like maybe a fight pit or like a like an MMA style uh, match without the without the uh, ropes or something unique or interesting to really take this feud to the next level. And I'm hoping that's the case. So if it's over at this point, then whatever. But I would like to see a unique situation where they can utilize their both of them have been relatively successful in MMA. I mean, Bobby Lashley was very successful. And so was Brock Lesnar being UFC champion. And so um I wish I could have got more out of it, and it, it was okay, but it was okay. That's kind of how I feel. Uh, Eloquent, any any thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, I, well, first off, I, I like the idea, if if that's in the cards, um, if they did, like, fight pits or, or some sort of, like, MMA shoot leading sort of match. Because, I mean, the whole reason that we even wanted them to square off is because, I mean... I mean, both of them were sort of doing their MMA escapades, albeit in different in different promotions, like fight promotions. Um, and you know, it's uh, it's kind of one of those. At least at, at least at the time, it was, uh, it was a dream match. I mean, the, the match itself, I didn't particularly enjoy. I mean, I, like I kind of know what I'm getting in in most of these Brock Lesnar matches with like all of the, you know just kind of spamming finishers and so forth. Um, I mean, watching Brock just spaz and F5, everything that, that moves is, is always fun. But, I mean, I'm trying to trust the process. Because um, Brock, like, DQing him, or getting DQ'd is, is odd, certainly odd booking um, in and of itself. I agree with Randall as far as, you know, I, it felt like every week leading up to this match, it's like I I didn't know who we were supposed to be rooting for. Um, I mean, Brock is just over to the point where you know anything he does, the crowd's going to go crazy for. Yeah. Um, and um, and you know, I'm I'm always I'm always riding with Bobby because you know you know sports brothers like mm-hmm. history month. <laughs> Got to do it. Um, but it's like you know if you would have told me that, you know, that was how, um, that was how Bobby was going to get his win over Brock. I mean, I don't know. I, I kind of got this. I, I really hate DQs and yeah. yeah. reviews 
like, I know there's precedent for them to do it, and they've done it before, but... It was a lazy thing. It was a lazy ending, just be honest. It was lazy. Well, it was lazy. I mean, I know they did it to sort of protect... It's basically give, you know, give Bobby the win, kind of protect Brock, because, you know, he, he didn't tap, he didn't, he didn't get pinned, and, you know, maybe, maybe the idea the idea is they're going to run it back at Mania and they'll do it in, on some non-disqualification so that what happened, you know, at the show won't happen again. Um, I, if I was booking the show, I'm keeping Brock or Bobby as far away from Bray Wyatt as possible. Yeah, definitely. Um, he, look, look, I, I loved, I loved the, the Whalen Mercy, uh, you know, Hawaiian shirts. Like I love that version of Bray Wyatt, but almost everything that he's done since then, just like I just end up rolling my eyes for. And <laughs> you know, hearing him, hearing him talk, and you know, some of the promos are cool, but it almost always falls apart once it actually gets to the match. So it's not something that I'm, you know, excited for. But hey, maybe that's the move. I don't know. Yeah. But let me also say one other thing about this too. And there, there is a possibility. I'm not saying it's a it's a high probability, but there is a possibility that that might not have actually been the plan finish. Because mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but the referees are legitimately trained. If yes, somebody too. does something, the yep. Yes, if somebody does something like that and it's blatantly in front of you. To call for the disqualification, or or you know even if something something as simple as somebody choking somebody in the rope, if they get to five, they're going to disqualify you. So mm-hmm. there is a small possibility that that might not have actually been the plan finish, and that Brock did something just just doing it, and the referee's like, "What are you doing? Call for the bell!" Like, yeah, um, and that that should be like why Brock was like, "Come here, come here." Mm-hmm. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the only other—I'm not—I'm not saying for sure, but I'm just—I'm just bringing that up to people in case people didn't know that, like, the referees are trained to if, if they do something, call for it. Yeah, definitely. Well, here's the only other. Go ahead. What you say? I was going to say, like, I like that the refs are trained to do that because um, you don't get those moments where you know someone is. Uh, Someone clearly didn't kick out in time, but the ref still has to count to three. You know, it's a it's a way to prevent to protect the refs and prevent them from from looking stupid. So yeah. no, I, I, I they do that. Yeah. Although based on something else that happened in this pay per view or or premium live event, I, I'm pretty sure that, that was not the case. Yeah, the only other thing that I care to talk about personally, and you guys can talk about whatever you want after I'm done here, but is the uh, the, the the major match. Everything else, I really don't care about it's good to see first of all great great glad oscar's got an opportunity cool um didn't really care about the uh mixed tag match don't care about that um but the roman reigns and the Sami Zayn thing um here we go okay so masterfully done in the sense that they kept us on edge in many different ways. At the outside of the match, it definitely looked like Sammy was outclassed physically with Roman Reigns. But as Sammy got more confident, Sammy got more desperate and wanting to get it. You could see him, like, he got powered up. He's starting to slam. He's, like, slamming Roman around all over the place. And 
doing all that and hell of a kicks and all these other things. I'm like, Sammy might actually get the strap. And there was multiple times, bro, where, and I don't, because we all, we're all, we're all in our 30s. We know what wrestling is. We know what type of entertainment it is. But I jumped up out of my seat, at least like literally like, like, like not me just jumping out just to jump out. Like it, it was almost like, like a doctor hits your knee. It was a reaction that I literally felt like a, a jolt thinking that Sammy might get it. And it was several times it did that to me on top of the Montez Ford um, getting, uh, um, you know, being pinned. So um, it, 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 it woke up the, the, the young preteen me in a way. And it was like, yo, I really, it caught me when, I, when those times that as they got later with the pin attempts, um, I didn't like the ending. It was a little convoluted, just a little bit. Um, really? Yeah, because it was like, it was a lot. It was Jay coming out. Okay, then Jay comes out. Then Kevin Owens comes out. It was just a lot at the end. I'm not saying convoluted, but it was just quite a bit of action at the end. And I, I didn't, I mean, I, I didn't really expect Sammy to win, but I, I was prepared to. The match psych- psychologically set me up to be okay and to explode if he won, um, even though I wasn't expecting it so very top of the match i think the eliminate i think montez ford i think the men's elimination chamber match and the roman reigns and Sami Zayn match to me were the bells of the ball for this pay-per-view and them um, i really enjoyed it so gentlemen whoever wants to go next about the, the that match and talk about you know what really uh, stood out to you yeah i'll so i'll start off um yeah that's a, a lot a lot to unpack there so overall, the match was um, match was very good, very very good, great even. Um, you know the the crowd, you know might have been the the, the MVP of the match. Yeah, I mean this was given. F, you run for like twenty minutes, right? Right. I mean it's from the moment that Roman's music hit for him to come out to when they actually locked up. Yeah, it might have been legitimately like. 15, 20 minutes of just the crowd just going crazy. And I, and I, and I got a couple of homies who were, um, like who, who were in Montreal and, and, oh, wow. and went to the, the event. Oh, wow. And they told me, yeah, like it was, it was just psycho. And, and I don't know if he caught SmackDown the night before, but it was like, it was the same thing there when, when he came out to, to cut a promo at the end of the night. Anyways, um, I love that. Um, like I've always been a big Sami Zayn guy. Um, like he, like he was always one of my favorites, um, when he was in NXT, um, cause he beyond virtually anyone else on, on the roster, he's an absolute amazing baby face fighting from underneath. Um, so that was like the one thing that he always did really well, but I mean, he was a conspiracy guy for you know, a long time and, and see, like he was never winning matches. And when he was in matches, he was losing in two minutes. And, you know, like I, I wanted this thing saying to come out and show people that, you know, even though I expected him to lose, like I'm sure all of us did that, you know, they're going to sell some tickets on some of those false finishes. And, and he was going to kick out of some things that, you know, you're, we're going to shock you and he was going to get some hope spots that you really, really believed in. And all of that was great. But the, the ending, I'm not going to say that I hated it, but, um, it sort of left me wanting more. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Okay, like we like we've talked before on some of the AEW podcasts about my disdain for stupid baby faces, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and not so much um, Sammy, but why did Kevin Owens decide to make his presence known after the match was over? Mm-hmm. Like two refs got knocked out. Jimmy was doing all kinds of wild shit. Um, Roman's pulling out chairs. All of this is going on, and and only after the match does he sort of come in for the save. Uh, I mean, that's something they're going to have to, I guess, explain on on Friday. I can definitely square that. What's that for you? I said, I I mean, I square that for you with logic. Go ahead. Well. I mean, at the Royal Rumble, Sami Zayn did just watch Kevin Owens get beat up for like 10 minutes before he said, all right, I think he's had enough. Let me step in front of him before he smashed him with the chair. Like, if I'm Kevin Owens, like, listen, but dude, I appreciate your help. You could have stepped in a little earlier, okay? <laughs> yeah. So, all I'm saying is, I can understand from Kevin why he's like, look, I'm not touching this match. Mm-hmm. All right, if, if stuff goes down afterwards, yeah, we'll see how rough it gets, okay? Uh, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, but let, let, Wait, let but him is... see how it feels to be on the other end of that. <laughs> okay. But, 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 does, but does that override um, or does that supersede his hatred for Roman and the bloodline who, you know, just one pay-per-view and some change um, prior you know, was, was, was making life hell for him. Well, I, I, I mean, there's, it's one of I mean, those, you kind of, I feel like, where I feel you, like kind of a thing where he kind of had to let him, in a way, it, and again, I know, it, I know exactly what you're saying. Let, let, let him learn never his had that friend. Never had that friend where you try to tell your friend, hey man, I, I don't think you should do that. You, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> friend don't want to listen. Okay. <laughs> friend needs to experience this first. Mm-hmm. He kept telling them, like, look, these dudes are not with you, okay? Like, he, he had yeah. to experience that a little bit for himself. That's, yeah, that's true. And also, like you said, he's been trying to tell you're right. It's kind of like you learn the hard way, kind of. Yeah, and honestly, and I mean, and I really hope that, you know, whether it's Raw or SmackDown or the next time they, they kind of backstage or whatever, I, I mean, I hope that I hope that that's how he explains it. Um, I mean, if not, it's not the end of the world. And, and honestly, the way you described it makes a lot of sense that I, I didn't think of at the time. Um, so that, that being said, um, as far as like, I guess I, I won't go on for too long, but, um, it, I don't know, two ref bumps in the, like two different referees in the same match. I wouldn't have done that. Um, you know the the first ref barely got touched and he dropped like he got <laughs> yeah, that was shot. hilarious though that was <laughs> that was funny <laughs> I, I, I chuckled there yeah. but but, <laughs> uh, but honestly, all, all of that stuff it's really it's really just like minor gripes the only the only thing that I I didn't like um and and it is a nitpick is that you know you sort of had you had Jay return and who was obviously very conflicted about, about hurting Sammy. Um, and I thought the move was he was just going to lay him the fuck out. Um, Go with the chair. Yeah, yeah. 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 You saw the, yeah, the chair. <laughs> yeah. I thought, I thought, I thought that's what they were going to do. 
so that they can basically set up, you know, the, the rumored tag match um, at Mania between Usos um, and Kevin Sammy. Um, so really, uh, as far as the, the progression, the character progression of Jay Uso, I mean, we're not really, like, but nothing was really answered. Like, we still, he's still conflicted, and I would have liked to have seen him, you know, either just have Sammy's back legit, or, or, or beat him the hell up, like, one, one of the two. So, you know, we're kind of, we didn't really get that, and, you know, maybe, maybe in the lead-up to Mania, that's when they'll, they'll drop that story beat. But, um, you know, that, that was something that I, I would have, uh, I would have booked slightly differently, but, but overall, I mean, it was, uh, it was an experience to watch that match. Yeah. Love it. Love your feedback. What do you think, Randa? I mean, you know, I, I, I think with, uh, with the day thing, again, there's, there's part of patience that, that goes to storytelling where you're not just doing a bunch of things all at once, which. Again, you know, I, I, I was happy with them not giving away with what Jay did or, you know, what his mentality was. Because it, it looks like, you know, in the moment, it looks like he's got, like I said, he's got the same look that he had back on his face when he had to deal with Roman back in, you know, 2020. And that, that's kind of the clue, like, okay, he really does not like Roman. But... What what is his reaction going to be to Sammy sparing him now? Now we got to figure out what's going to happen there because is he is is that going to be a conflict between him and Sammy? Is the fact that he didn't step up for Roman is that going to what's Roman going to do now? Maybe Roman might send Jimmy after Jay or Solo after Jay. One of those two. Yeah. And Jay, <laughs> Jay caught that spear from Sammy too. So I guess that that's, that's what I said. We don't we don't know what his reaction is going to be. Um, so it, it, you could wind up having that tag team match that everybody speculated on. I, I I still think that there's a chance that you know, in, in a way, this whole Cody thing. And again, I know Cody was cheered, but there's a lot of people that really wanted Sammy to win this match. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the best thing moving forward, well, everybody's going to have to wait until we finish talking about this match before what I think about what they can talk about moving forward. See what I did there? Get a little teaser later on. Sir. But, um, <laughs> I, I mean, again, with this match, I, I, as far as this match goes, I mean, I think the crowd reaction was excellent because they knew they had that crowd reaction. Again, early on, they did basic things and they got huge reactions and they knew that that was what was going to happen. Just staring at each other, headlocks, uh, axe handles, um, you know, but the false fences that they gave were great. Again, I'm going to be honest. I know that I've talked wrestling. I've, I've, I've watched wrestling, but I don't think I've actually ever, I don't think I've liked wrestling in about 20 years as far as like being that fan that's like, oh man, I can't wait to see such and such win. And yeah. I'm going to be honest. I was like, man, I look, me and my wife went to this French restaurant last night and I was like, listen, we, we need to get home <laughs> a certain amount of time. Okay? <laughs> I, I said, I don't, I don't care. I don't care about the first elimination chamber. I don't care about the second. I don't care about nothing else. I said, listen, 
We need to be home around the time this match is going to start because what I'm not going to do is, is miss out on this match. <laughs> I love that, bro. He's a like no seriously, a man going to a French restaurant. By the way, folks, French restaurants are not cheap, and they taste really good. I thought, honestly, I thought French restaurants were totally overhyped until I went to one, and it was like a mid tier one. It was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, I was watching this. I was watching really focus in. All right, hold on, hold on. What you saying, Randall? I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get you, eloquent. What you saying, Randall? I said, I was sitting there watching this match, eating my boxed up Coca then, all right? Yeah, that shit was banging. So, what you saying, Eloquent? Oh, I was just saying, yeah, no, those, them, them French restaurants, like, you, 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 you got your money's worth. I mean, you'll, you'll pay a pretty penny for a lot of them, but them, them things are slapping. It's amazing, yeah. I'm like, the French know what they're doing, bro, like, croissants and, bruh. Yeah, I, I I went. I still to this day think about the soup and the sandwich I had. Oh my god, so good. So um, but yeah. So that. Yeah. Well, I was just saying, like with with that match, you know, I was looking forward to seeing them win. And and if they can get me, a person who's Russell, been in the wrestling business to some degree, um, understands all this stuff. If if they can get me looking at this, like man, I can't wait to see Sammy win this match. Yeah. You know, think about what the average fan is thinking out there. Yeah. That's why I said that, you know, moving forward, I think what they would need to do, if, if you're if, if you're Cody, and, and Cody seems to be an intelligent person to some degree, um, it would be in his best interest to say to Triple H, look, we should have, have me come out there, call you out, Triple H, to you. Triple H. Come out there and say, listen, I saw what happened at Elimination Chamber. I saw the passion that this guy had. I saw the, how the fans wanted this guy to win. And this guy got robbed because of X, Y, and Z. And you know what? I've always been a person who wants to finish with this, finish the story. Is that that's his thing? Mm-hmm. So if Cody's thing is finish the story, what he could say is, you know, I want my story to be finished with my story is for the WWE title, but Sammy, Sammy's story is for that universal title that Ren was held since the beginning. He's like, I, I, I would like to forfeit, you know, if he said something like, you know, I want to go ahead and forfeit my opportunity at the universal title so that Sammy can have this. I just want the WWE championship. I love it. And, I love it. And have Triple H, Look out, hear the crowd react, because you know the crowd would be reacting in that moment. Have Triple H look up. Have him look around how, how they normally do, where they look around at all the crowd. The mm-hmm. crowd would get loud at that moment. Have Sammy's call out Sammy Zayn, have his music hit. He comes out, big reaction. And see, and you know, lead up to, you know what? That's what we're going to do. Night one will be this, night one will be that. The crowd would love it because basically you're telling the crowd in that moment, Sammy's going to win the title. Uh huh. And then you get the title, then you get those titles off rope. I'm sorry, go ahead, Eloquent. But are, well, I mean, like, I I like the idea, um, but there's a couple things I don't really drive with, um, respectfully, of course. Um, Well, because under that that pretense, 
like, are are we cool if Roman taking two L's at WrestleMania? Yeah, yeah. And he gets t- and his family turns on him, or one of uh, or Jay turns on him. Well, there's the, you can do that, but Roman's whole thing is being paranoid. And Heyman, one thing that Heyman mentioned in that promo that he did a couple weeks ago is he was like, "Look, Roman's getting attacked from from everywhere. He's getting attacked from Raw. He's getting attacked from SmackDown. There's there's people coming everywhere for him. So, it again, it adds a level that he hasn't had to deal with. So, yeah, I, I could see him losing both belts because the whole this whole WrestleMania should be the thing should be finish the story should be the theme for this WrestleMania. It should be both of them finishing their stories on both nights, and it should be the crumbling of Roman's bloodline. And the night after, I say that Jay, Jimmy, but and said, all attack him. And then I was going to say this too. But I, think, but, I, but I think the I think all of that can still happen if um, you know if they do Cody for both versus Roman for both belts, and then they do um, the Usos um, versus Kale and and Sammy now. This is also under the assumption that, you know, Jay has seen the light and is, you know, firmly bloodline or whatever. And uh, we'll, we'll see. But, I mean, for one, I, I don't really, I almost feel like the ship has sailed as far as splitting the, like splitting the belts again. Just because Roman has had both of them for so long and I just feel like that would be a weird thing for Cody to be like... You know, I know I've got this opportunity to, to have the, you know, the universe, the world universal, or however way they describe it. But nah, I just, I just want, I just want the, the, the black belt, the, the blue one. You can, you know, you, you can do whatever you want with that with, with Sammy. Um, well, I, just, just I, real I, quick, just, just to say, just to say sure. something to what you just said there. Let me ask you a question. Sure. Do you? Okay, my this is off the premise that people are, are, are going to kind of turn on the fact that here's Cody. He's just definitely, definitely going to turn because there's people itching to do it right now. Well, people are going to I genuinely don't win. Huh? Oh, I was going to say, I, I, I know there's a lot of discourse out there about, you know, they're going to turn on Cody. And honestly, I, I don't think they will. Oh, I mean, he's, oh, I'm not he, trying to talk about so, it from the interview. So over right now. Um, and, I'm gonna be honest. Cody on a scale of one to ten of old over is at a seven. And my, I'm gonna give you my quick analysis, real quick. Seven out of ten of over. Okay, five being average oh, over. Seven out of ten being over. Sammy on a scale of one to ten and over is at a twelve out of ten on over. So this is why I'm agree with. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take Randall's side, which is very rare. <laughs> I would, I'm gonna take it real quick. I'm gonna say this. I'm going to say this real quick. You, 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 they're definitely going to split the titles up because there's rumor that there's going to be a new title made, right? Or whatever. So um, my only question is, if Cody does get the title, is he going to be exclusive to Raw or SmackDown? Which it, The Universal is exclusive to Raw, am I correct? Well, it would be, it would be with whatever, right? So right now, he'd probably be Raw. Sammy would be SmackDown. Okay, so they're going to have a draft. 
so, so yeah, so you so you, you use Cody as the first round pick or whatever, he goes to Raw. Because Raw really, and we've talked about this on the podcast so much, Raw is getting better, but it is not there yet and is not fully I'm not fully committed to wanting to spend three hours on a regular basis. And I'm more, way more excited about SmackDown than I am about Raw. So you give Cody his own title, give him an opportunity to build those rivalries and do his thing and really be the anchor for Raw. I think you can definitely split them. I get what you're saying, eloquent, about he's had the two titles so long. But we... I think they can definitely do it. And, and then you have Sammy, who's beloved on SmackDown, gives you a reason to watch both of them, and you anchor them well, both said, in those two separate brands. But, and here's the precedent, too. Well, I said, I said if they split them, they should, they should split them after Roman loses them rather than, rather than before. Or you know, have him defend one title one night and the other one on, on the other. That's what I'm saying. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. So you, you agree with well, him losing them both on. So on, on both nights, he loses one and then the other. But what happens is, this is what I was going to say too. I forgot. So what happens is, let's say he loses to Sammy, right? Roman's, and this is how you make the, you, t- you tell the whole narrative of WrestleMania. You follow Roman in the back. He is beside himself. He is like, oh my God, where were you guys? And blah, 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 blah. He's just beside himself and he still has to have, an, and then he sees Cody or bumps into Cody. He's like, hey, hey champ, you still got another match against me. And in this rage and anger that Ray, Roman is going after losing to Sammy in the way, however he chooses to lose it to him, he now he comes to the match with Cody. He's not clearly focused. He's upset. He's agitated. You can tell the way he's interacting with Cody, the way he's pacing around the ring, the way he's interacting with the crowd. He is beside himself. And so this gives him an out. Now, again, they're going to have a great banger of a match, probably 15 plus minutes of a, of a great banger, right? But Roman isn't fully... He's not fully there, and he and, and Cody gets the W. Don't you don't want to cheapen Cody's win, but but Roman is, you know, is frustrated of the loss, right? And then um, it goes from there because it, and then it's t- you know he gets turned on. Then there's a great story where Roman doesn't have to have it because you know Roman's pretty much part time anyway. So then he can feud with the bloodline. Roman can feud with his with his family throughout the you know upcoming months and weeks, and uh, it allows Roman to kind of take that schedule that he's that lighter schedule that he's he's earned the right to do, um, and take that lighter schedule. He got two titles off of him. And if you've heard from many superstars, I've I've listened to Booker T and many others, when you have that title on and you have to go to all those shows and interviews, it's a lot to have the title. And he's had some um, some issues health wise where it makes sense for him to want to kind of pace himself with the amount of work that he's doing. So I think it makes a lot of sense on a lot of different ways for him to lose on both nights in a feud with his family. But let me ask you this on that last point. So, you know, being the guy who is the, you know, who has the belt and is like the face of the company, so to speak, who, like, you think Sammy is is sort of like that better face of the company than Cody? No, I'm saying, I'm no, no, saying the fans fans love Sammy no matter what. He's the face of this generation. So, mm-hmm. I guess my, my only thing where, and again, if, if they end up, you know, doing it and Sammy wins the title, I mean, I'm obviously going to be happy because I'm, I'm a big Sammy guy, but you talked about, you know, finish the story. The thing is that ever since Cody came back to WWE, I mean, first promo on that raw I mean he told you that you know the goal is to, to win the title and he's the WWE title exactly. sure okay but yeah but his but his whole thing was about you know getting the title that that they they stole from his from his dad and so forth so that's been the story since day one Sammy's story has never been about being about being a champion I mean, his whole his whole character arc has just been about you know uh, acceptance into 
into into this gang essentially. And after you know, you finally realize that oh, this this gang is actually a gang, and they do gang shit. Um, you know, like his his whole thing is is, is revenge now. But you know, throughout the whole time, um, he was in the bloodline. It's not like he was you know peeking over and, and looking at at Roman's title and and Loki scheming to, to, to take it from them. Like that, that, that's never been his story. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Did you watch WCW in 1997? Yes, I did. How many times does Sting say, I want to be the world champion? No, no, no I, I, I get that. I get that. I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying <laughs> that's that. That's what it is. I'm not saying that he, that he shouldn't, you know, want to, to win the title or so forth. But you're saying that's not a major um, part of the story. I'm just saying that, that that's winning the title. Winning the title is how, how do I word this? It I might be one of the, it might not. be to me. It's a, I know it's a secondary thing, but it'll be the one of the greatest underdog stories like Kofi Mania in history of, uh, of WWE. I completely, completely agree. But we, you, you'd mentioned before about how, you know, I think the, the, I think the move is that after Mania, um, the Bloodline are looking at each other. Roman doesn't have his belts anymore. The Usos don't have their belts anymore. And they're all just like, well, I mean, Roman himself said it. It's like, well, without the belts, like, well, what is the Bloodline? You know? And, and that can, that can um, lead into an interesting story about, well, I mean, are you really headed to the table? Maybe we get some main event Jey Uso dysfunction again and you can find but, you, the way to get the rock on there eventually well, one day all right well well let me let me i just i just think that losing like that all all three of them losing all of their belts after mania and you know sammy sammy and kevin you know again part of their arc is that their best friends even though they've fought and beefed a million times but you know, they sort of separate because Sammy is, is naive and stubborn. And well, why do the Usos have to drop the tag titles? Why can't just Roman lose his titles? Right. That's what I was about to say. Like, it wouldn't it make sense for them to have the upper hand to be like, hey, Us, we got our belt. Where's yours? Yep. yep. And then the Roman is jealous or angry and it's like he's he's now been emasculated by it and it's like a whole thing. That's one way that they can do it. But, but, let me give you one more visual but real quick. Sure. Imagine, imagine. Let's say you have the Sammy match on night two, right? Imagine that that Jimmy goes out and he's about to interfere, but Jay comes up to him, it, it, you know, catches him down the aisle and just looks at him and says, "Hey, look, we've done our job. We're brothers. That's not our brother. Let him do. Let him do fight his own battle." And then you see the visual visualization of them. Turning around, <laughs> going back, and then Roman's like, "Hey, what?" Wait a minute. All right. Now, the beautiful, the beautiful thing just with this piece of business between all of them is that, I mean, again, we just discussed, we just fancy booked five different scenarios, which, in my opinion, I mean, all of them, you know, like some, some might be more interesting than others, but all of them I'd be supremely interested and invested in. And it's, um, it's just really, it's really cool that, yeah, they can, they can go five or six different ways and all of them will be really, really interesting. I just, 
I guess my only thing is that if the if the the end of the story is Cody getting Cody winning the title and then and Sammy doesn't or Sammy wins the the tag titles or whatever, I don't I don't think that inherently means that you know, WWE failed its audience or anything like that. No, I, I wouldn't say that either, but I would say the better story yeah. would be Sammy getting it, Cody getting it, Usos keep tag. Then Solo, who's been chilling, the enforcer for so long. So now look at this. In the in, in the in the WrestleMania, right? Roman has lost both titles. The Usos, like like after what uh Randy Rand, Randall just said about that we've done our job, right? So you see Roman um, going in the back angry. Hey, where were you guys? And then it's like um, Solo steps in between the two Uso brothers, right? And it's like, you looking a little light there, champ. You sure you want to come in here? And it's like, yo, that is like, that is that is something I would, I'll be keenly interested in. Wow, yeah. like solo step into the front to Roman. <laughs> or, you, or, you get, or you get Roman, or you get Roman the day after Raw. Trying to punish the Uso, so he says, "Solo, get him!" And then Solo looks, and again, that's their brother. Mm-hmm. You got three brothers and one cousin. I, I'm that's that's how I see this whole thing ending the night after WrestleMania. You got three brothers, and one cousin. Which one of these just is not like the other? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. And I this is I got. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess a little bit of my bias showing because, like I said before, like I'm I'm a huge. I'm a huge Sammy fan. I'm a bigger KO fan. And I know that, I know that they've said that, um, sort of teaming together and, and winning tag titles is like one of their last, like bucket list. So, 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 so they get, they'll get the tags, right? But let's say it like this. So they start the tags, right? Roman screws, the, Roman screws them though. At some point down the line, right? Screws them some way, shape or form. And then, Sammy and KO get the titles because Roman screwed the Usos at some point down the line. So now you get what you want. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I want that impactful, uh, that impactful moment where they, you know, like I, I don't want them to to win it on like a throwaway pay per view. Um, I don't know. Maybe, 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 maybe the move is they can sort of extend the story um, in such a way where. Maybe SummerSlam, that's where they're able to do it. Yeah. I don't know. Because they still have to repair that, that relationship. I, I understand right. the personal the, the personal want from them even to, to win the tag team titles, even to win them on WrestleMania. But but honestly, like the people are I'm not saying that the people aren't invested in KO. But KO has not been the central focus of the story. Right? People have right. been watching Sammy and the bloodline, the relationships that develop between them. KO, yes, there's a relationship between KO and Sammy, but Sammy's central to everything. And I think that they have people so invested in Sammy Zayn right now that it, you know, anything less than that world title, I'm not saying that, oh, they're just messing with the fans. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm just saying that the desirable outcome that people want, especially around this time of year, is for Sammy to, to win that title. Again, it, and, and the reason why I said it'd be best for Cody it to to forfeit the U, the universal title opportunity is because that would enhance him in the eyes because if face. he have people, mm-hmm. he's giving the people what they want 
and 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 in a way sacrificing something for himself for what the other people want. And and again, you put Triple H out there because now you're as a company showing people like, listen, this isn't the old days where you know right, we just right. don't care what you guys think. We're you know we're we're out here we're listening yeah, to the crowd. Yep. This isn't this isn't that time where we throw Baron Cut Corbin under the bus to act like, like he's <laughs> the on screen general manager and hey you guys aren't happy? It's this guy's fault, all right? We're gonna get rid of him. Like, no. This isn't those days. It's like listen, we're we're gonna listen and, and we we feel like you all have been invested. The fans have done their part, right? The fans have, have reacted the way that they want. The ratings have gone up. Like to me, that's the perfect time to send the message. Like, listen, it's just, we hear you. and even though, like you said, eloquent, the title's not the biggest thing. It hasn't never been the biggest thing. It's more so a slap to that bully because we know that part of Roman looking yeah. at himself as being the tribal chief and being such an elite and, and guy. It's almost like the bully. You, it's like David and Goliath. You go ahead and smack him in the face with a rock. And you take that title and away you're emasculating him. You're taking away the mystique of him. You're taking away um, that that so-called, uh, you know, uh, the majesticness of him. And now you strip that bully down. And he and now that you look at him without the belt, all he is is a is a is a um, paranoid man who abuses his who's been abusive to his family and others and has tried to gaslight his way into seeing that he actually cares. And now that he's been exposed to the world without his title and he's naked in the world of the, the WWE universe. Now he has to face the reality of all the bad deeds he's done to his brother, his cousins, and now that's coming back to him on twofold. And now Paul Heyman is also going to get his retribution. And then you know there's a lot. So like I would love to see a thing where Solo gives him that Samoan spike to Paul Heyman, and um, it's just so many things that can happen that'll be so interesting. And then you can figure out the way to get the rock, the Rock in there as well somehow to weave him in if that's what you want to do in the future. So. Overall, gentlemen, we're beyond an hour. We're at an hour and eight minutes. So I think that's one thing I'll, I'll disagree with you there on. Um, I like I understand that you know he has a connection to the family too, but he he's not really needed in the story. He's not. I mean, I'm saying that they could they could always figure out a way, but it would be cool. But he's not needed. You're right. You're, you're right. If they get on boards for next year. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's, that's an interesting way to shoehorn, shoehorn it in, but yeah, how, how, however know, they like choose remember, to figure it out, but it'd be interesting. Right. But I, I just remember people, you know, after the rumble being disappointed that uh, the rock wasn't there and I was just kind of sitting in the back like, well, why, you know, like there's nothing, there's nothing that you can bring him in for that'll be hotter than both like this whole Sammy Roman thing and even Cody. So, okay, I'm gonna be honest. It would it would be harder than I, again. I I don't want to sound like I'm hating on Cody, right? I'm not. But the truth is, is that Cody's program is it's not it's not that great. I mean, listen, I, I, I don't want to go on a long thing about this, but and I've said this before. If you just strip down what Cody's story is, he's the son of a of a famous a legendary wrestler who was given opportunities, decided he wanted more opportunities. He's always had things the way that he, he's always had a job. He's always been able to afford the nicer things in life. So we have a, a we, we, we have a, um, what do they call it? A, a, a nepotism story. We have a privileged guy 
who, you know what I mean, like, and, and overly patriotic. Is that, I mean, you know, like, again, I know, I'm just saying those are his characteristics. And yes, I understand he wants to win it for his father. Cool. Oh, he was out. Yeah. It reminds me of, it reminds me of when Roman was out for some, for some time and then he came back. Or no, no, I take it back. It was the year that, it was 2015, I think. They did the slammies and Roman got superstar of the year. And it's like, how the hell did he get superstar <laughs> of the year? This dude was not, you know, he was out for part of the time and he wasn't really the focus of anything. It's like, what are we doing here? So, you know, the rock is the rock. The rock is going to draw. It's going to get attention because people have been hyping that up anyway. I'm not saying that Cody's, I'm not saying that Cody doesn't have a story. Cody would, Cody would have been better off not winning the rumble. Cody would have been better off going. No, I, I disagree. I disagree with you there, but uh, you know. I mean, again, the, the only reason I say that Cody would have been better off not winning the Rumble is because at the time where he won the Rumble, there was a more interesting story than him. You know what I mean? Like he has a story. It's, it's, he, huh, what? what? He said he, 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 he hears you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just saying that you know the the bloodline story. If you look at the reactions that, that all of that gets the moment by moment during the story, not just an entrance, not just the finish, but even during the matches, the moment by moment stuff, and not just the Montreal crowd, even if you look at the, the Royal Rumble stuff, if you look at the Survivor Series, the moment by moment stuff of that gets larger reactions than any wrestler has probably gotten in the past, except for Daniel Bryan back in 2014. And Kofi Mania. No, Kofi Mania. I like Kofi, but I'm talking about moment by moment reactions. I don't know, bro. Kofi, Kofi was pretty close though with the gauntlet match. That Kofi, that Kofi run, albeit it was, it wasn't nearly as long as the Bloodline story, but for for a good month and a half, I mean, he was white, white hot going into Mania. Yeah, because because remember when they when they put him through. If you go back and but. When we look at the gauntlet match that he went through and he was getting screwed and then Vince McMahon came, the crowd was, bro, I was emotionally charged. It, it was... I, I understand. Mm-hmm. But, but I'm put, when I say the Daniel Bryan stuff, I'm saying that people were ready to turn the TV off. Same thing with Cody. I mean, same thing with Kofi. No, because you know what? Here's the truth is... <laughs> Okay, maybe it's just me, but when Kofi was, was, was ascending to that, I never thought for one second he wasn't going to win the title. I thought he definitely wasn't going to win. Historically, with WWE and black champions and stuff I, like that. I, I think one of the reasons why I, I like that match and just that, that build and program so much is because like, I, I, I didn't know. I really, really... Yeah, I didn't think Kofi was going to win at all, bro. When also Vince in the chair. So we, we really didn't know. Um, and, you know, and and I think when he won and, you know, they, they showed all the footage of, of all like, the black wrestlers and folks, like, crying because, like, folks really, really weren't sure, I think. Yeah, I think, I think Randall, you might be the minority in that, brother. I was happy that he won. I'm not. No, no, no. I'm saying I'm you might saying be the minority he, in the sense of in the sense of uh, thinking that he didn't. He might not. He, he, he. You felt like he was going to guarantee when we thought. I don't know. I thought he wasn't going to win at all. Well, when well, whenever the one, the one other thing I will say. Oh, sorry. 
the one other thing I'll say, kind of going back to the the whole the whole Cody thing, is uh, as far as sort of your assertion that he's um, maybe not as over. He's not as over, bro. I'm just just keep it a buck. Come on. Um, okay, but but that, 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 that doesn't mean that he's not over enough to you know to to justify the spot that 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 he's in. He, he you know, want over there's, enough. There's, there's, he another, right. there's another. There's another. I mean, if you know, if um, if Sammy, you know, if, Sa- if Sammy doesn't get white hot, is anybody complaining that that Cody's in the spot? Um, but he's white no. hot. That's the point. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not complaining. Hey, look, look, look. I'm pro Cody winning the title, and I'm pro Cody. But being objective, bro, and Cody's one of my favorite wrestlers, bro. Being objective, he is on a scale of one to ten is at a seven of hotness. He can we get it to ten? Hopefully, we can get there by WrestleMania. We can get to that point where we're like, let's go. But right now, it is dicey, bro. It's dicey at best. Let's, let's look at. Let's well, I'm just giving you a story. Agree to disagree, but let's go back to that WCW 1997 period, right? The whole story over 18 months or whatever was Sting and NWO. It just so happened that in the fall of 97, Bret Hart got signed to WCW. In WCW, who was more popular, Sting or Bret Hart? Sting. Okay. Most people don't even remember that Bret Hart was a WCW. (laughs) I wouldn't say that, but... Most casuals. But listen, but just because Bret Hart had a situation that happened at Survivor Series the month before, would it have made sense for WCW to be like, hey, we got this Bret Hart guy that everybody knows. Hey, let's go ahead and put him into the main event of Starcade 97. Let's not talk about the result of how it happened. But the point of the buildup to that match, people wanted to see Sting beat Hulk Hogan, Hollywood Hogan, however you want to say it. If they would have put, if they would have inserted Bret Hart into the match instead of Sting, it would not have made sense. Yes, people like Bret Hart, but people wanted to see Sting beat Hollywood Hogan. And in this case, it's just the same. It's, it's the same to me. Where, yeah, Cody's cool, but the person that people want to see beat Roman is Sami Zayn. Yeah, yeah. And then can let Cody take advantage of the situation. And then again, give I think you give you still give Cody the ball to run, see what he can do with it. But right now, it is a dicey situation because I had I had I had lamb blasted the people on Twitter, and we know sometimes we get too much on Twitter and social media. I lamb blasted those who were trying to make it a big issue issue with Cody because there were some rumblings like, oh, you know, why is Cody doing this and why is Cody? I'm like, no. He still, his story still stands. And I'm saying I'm more so he deserves it, but it is dicey because there are some, you know, there is a, there is a portion of fan base that's like, okay, you're back, but it ain't hitting like it used to, or the newness has worn off a little bit. So what I'm saying to you is let's heat Cody up. Let's give him an opportunity. Let's present him in a way or give him that angle where Randall's saying, where he ha- he gets some goodwill from the fan base by saying, I want the WWE title, this man, Sammy. And this really gives him that Americana, you work hard, you deserve it type thing, where he's like, Sammy deserves an opportunity at the Universal Championship. And I would be wrong. Yep. Yep. And my dad and then and then the crowd loves Cody. Now Sammy's still hot doing his thing. The crowd is like, yo, this guy fucking Cody gets it. He's our guy. Hell yeah. And now he's got hey, the momentum. Hey. Now, it's, now it's, mind it's, you. It's like going back to the old he gave him his extra life. He gave him his life back. Yep. Yep. Go ahead, what you saying? Um now there is 
what is it, a month and a half um, before Mania. Mm-hmm. Um, there's still there's still a lot of TV. There's a lot of stories to tell. Um, now, again, I, I don't know exactly what what they're going to do as far as how they they shoehorn Sami Zayn into into the main events. Um, you know, I know some people have floated the idea of a three way, which I'm not hell no. Really, um, yeah, no, that, 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 that's a bad idea. Um, and in which case, um, the one thing with Cody is, um, he cuts a great promo and he can, and I, I feel, I think that they're going to, they're going to give him some very interesting segments and in, in the lead up to it to, to, to heat him up uh, further. I mean, if you're say, if we're saying Sami Zayn is uh, is a ten on the hotness on the no, he's a twelve guess, on, on the first scale. Yeah. Okay, let's say he's twelve. Um, really officially ten, but okay, we'll say twelve. Um, I mean, you said you said Cody was seven. I mean, I'd put him I'd put him closer to nine, maybe eight and a half. I think that's because you like um, Cody though. Let's be objective. About yeah, bro. Let's. I'm, I'm objective. I love Cody more than the next man, brother. I'm saying he had a seven, big dog. I'm not, I'm not going to apologize for, for liking Cody, but... Well, I'm, I'm not, and again, I'm not trying to take away from so, Cody. So, hold on. Here's my question. Hold on, hold on, Randall. Here's my question to you, um, Eloquent. Okay. I'm saying seven, which five is average over, right? Seven is still relatively over. Uh, pretty damn over. How did you... Just my question to you is, how did you get to eight and a half to nine, c- considering the timeline he's been away and overall crowd reaction? How have you come to that assessment? I'm just curious about your perspective reasons now again and a little bit of this a little a little bit of it is from you know from from before but again being the being the the guy who left the company started the help form the the uh, the competition or the alternative they they let let, let me finish they he, he goes he goes he goes back um and he has that the trilogy of matches with rollins and again, when he sort of tore his peck and still wrestled that match in what was one of the best matches of the year. He was 10 over 10. He was over. He was completely as far, over there. As yeah. as far as you can't tell me he wasn't white hot after that. So he was. Away, mm-hmm. down, uh, so obviously I being away, a little bit. But they, but in my opinion, like they did a, they did a good job as far as keeping them in, in the mind's eye. I mean, they, they did vignettes. They told you how his rehab was going. He didn't just disappear like a ghost for six months. You know, you knew how his recovery was going. He came back, he won the Rumble, and he's been cutting killer promos on TV. Um, and, you know, it's not like... I'll give you eight. Like okay, a, okay, I'll give you eight, Eloquent. I, I, I was seven. Oh, I'll give you eight. All right, all right. Let me say something. This isn't a case like, like Batista coming back. Um, where, you know, they're, you know, they, they um, you know, he's going to be in the main event of WrestleMania and every night he's getting booed out of the building or it's clearly mixed. I mean, it's not like, but Cody's not getting booed or whatever. He is, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I guess apart from Sammy, who's more over than him? Uh, uh, Seth Rollins. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Let's let's go. Let, let's let's take a let's take a very similar example here. 
2001, Triple H and Stone Cold Steve Austin face Chris Benoit and Chris Jericho. Triple H tears his quad off the bone, as they always like to tell us. <laughs> they start playing. They start playing vignettes for Triple H after Survivor Series in 2001. They start doing the exact same things that they were doing with Cody. They were playing the My Sacrifice videos and the, all these different things. My Sacrifice. Hey. Oh. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> and then the game returns at Madison Square Garden. Huge pop. Huge reaction. Huge. Huge reaction. That jacket was hey, huge, too, on his shoulders, goddammit. <laughs> when we got to WrestleMania, was Triple H the most over person no. at that WrestleMania? No. Was his match, did his match have made a bit of WrestleMania? No. So my point is, is that somebody can ha- come back and have good reactions, but some things could change. Hulk Hogan was in the company at that time, and fans wanted Hulkamania. Okay, that's what they wanted in that moment. They did that. They they liked to play. They wanted Hulkamania. So uh, playing safe house, and the next month after he went, right, but that, but he lost us to Hulk Hogan. Right, but that, but that's that's a that's kind of a, a separate argument than what I'm making. Oh. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying I'm not saying that that you know Cody can't um cool off or whatever, and at some point and at some point he will. But as of right now, he's getting the best reactions from the crowd outside of outside of outside of Sami Zayn. That means that there's a better alternative with Cody. When when I say when I say that he's an eight, about an eight and a half, close to nine on the, you know, on the over scale, that's that, that's really what I mean. Okay, okay, guys, well, we're not going to litigate it for the rest of the night. Hold up, pause. Pause for, for relaxation. What we're going to do, folks, we want you guys on YouTube. Get your ass in them comments. I want to hear your thought. Where is Cody on the scale to 1 to 10? Is it a good idea for Sammy to get the title? You guys will litigate this with all of your toxic traits in the streets of YouTube, and this will be the final uh, destination. Folks, it has been a fantastic Elimination Chamber episode. We thank the guests, Mr. Randall and Eloquent. This has been spirited. I love this. This is like first take slash undisputed. Um, I love it. And it's also like a slap fight as well, like the, the new TV show that's on TNT um, as well in some way. <laughs> uh, shows. Bro. It's so trash. It's so trash. We'll talk about that off the air. But folks, thanks for coming on. We appreciate you. Um, we will send in the links for where you can find Randall. We'll put in the link where you can find Eloquent so you can go and support these gentlemen because they're very talented and they add a lot to the community and also just to the space as a whole. So thanks for coming on the WWB Sports Podcast. Peace.